Blog Talk Radio. Not 
I'm going to go ahead and make sure I switch on the phone. <clears throat> that way everybody can hear me, those who may be online. So I want to thank each and every one of y'all for y'all continued prayers and support. Also, once again, for those who may have been praying for me while I've been under the weather, thank you so much for y'all prayers. Um, normally, those that know me, uh, I always have my jug of water nearby, but also I have some pineapple juice. I found out pineapple juice is real good to break up mucus. So there have been some people that have been sending me love and sending me a lot of suggestions. Um, too many people I want to say a big shout-out to. Thank you so much. Miss, the lady that does my uh, foot detoxing, great young lady, Miss um, Deidre Matlock, Thank you so much for your advice, as well as your prayers, as well as Miss Kelly, Miss Kelly, Miss Kelly Daly. Thank you. Thank you so, so much. Now, what we want to do, we want to talk today. This is something that really kind of been sitting on me the past couple of days. Um, oftentimes, many of us go through things in life. Matter of fact, there's a lot of people right now, they're, it seems like everybody's going through something. But. Sometimes in the midst of us going through things, oh, sorry about that. Sorry about that. I hit the intro. Uh, in the midst of us going through things, sometimes, <clears throat> sometimes life sometimes get the best of us, or we will allow life to get the best of us. And so, what we want to do, we want to look at in the midst of what we deal with, not lose our identity not lose our focus, not lose the game plan that we have that we're supposed to be going after. What we have to do is just stay focused. And so with that, today we want to talk about finding your identity, gaining your self-confidence, as well as, as, well as refocusing on yourself. Y-O-U. We want to talk about that and much more in the episode called Lost ID. Lost ID, finding yourself after the storm or even finding yourself during the storm, us finding ourselves in the midst of everything that we're dealing with. Um, just make sure, let me see. Okay. I want to make sure everybody able to hear me. Let me, let me try something right quick. No sound. Oh, Lord Hammers, I'm so sorry. Can y'all hear me? Can y'all hear me? Sorry about that. I was, um, I've got to cut on the mic. <laughs> but I want to thank each and every one of y'all. Thank you, each and every one of y'all, for y'all prayers, y'all support, y'all love. And so um, today we want to talk about finding your identity, gaining self-confidence, refocusing on yourself. We want to talk about that much more in the episode called Lost ID. Lost ID, finding yourself after the storm or even finding yourself during the storm. You know, matter of fact, finding yourself during the storm, so many times, so many people, when we go through things in life, sometimes we allow life problems to get the best of us. Sometimes we allow life, sometimes we allow people to get to us, to get to us right here or even right here. Sometimes we allow things or people to become our distraction. And in the midst of what we're dealing with, sometimes we lose ourselves. And that's something we should not do. We can, look, there are some people we may have to walk away from. There are some people that 
not just that abandon us, but sometimes we may, we may have to abandon people. But the key thing, you can't abandon God nor abandon yourself. We cannot abandon ourselves. So what we want to do just for a few minutes, just let's kind of just look at pertaining to what do we need to do in the midst of the things that we deal with in life? What can we do to gain, to regain, to find who we are in the midst of everything that's going on? <clears throat> when I was thinking about this, one of the individuals that I, think, well, I thought about, oftentimes we would hear the story of Ruth, and we would think about Ruth, we would think about Boaz, we would think about Ruth pertaining to um, finding her Boaz. Um, you know, she excuse me, she was uh, away from her family, so much focusing on Ruth. What we want to talk about is Ruth's mother-in-law, Naomi. Naomi went through some things. Naomi lost her husband. Naomi lost some sons. But in the midst of that, she went through a loss, so did her daughters, excuse me, daughter-in-laws. But one left, but one was committed to stay. One was committed to stay with her. So both were widows. But in the midst of having both of them as widows, to be honest with you, when we look at it, we think about the celebratory uh, thing that Ruth, Ruth was able to, like I said, receive Boaz and be a part of the genealogy of Christ. But when you think about it, Naomi, Think about Naomi. At one point, she was very bitter. Matter of fact, she even suggested for people to no longer call her Naomi, but call her Mirror. But if you look at it, she could have stayed in that mindset. But also, when we look at it, thank God that, you know, Ruth, Ruth kind of talked to her a little bit. No sound. Okay, let me see. Sound. Oh, video has no sound. Oh, boy. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. No sound. No sound. No sound. Huh. Okay. Let me see. Let me do this. I didn't know I didn't have a sound. Okay. Okay, let me see, let me see, let me see. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. It stopped. Hmm, that dirty devil. You know what? Let me see. I'll tell you what. Um, there you go. There you go. One, two, three, four. Okay. There you go. There you go. One, two, three, four. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. 
of all time. That dirty devil. You know what? We ain't gonna let the devil win on this. We're gonna get the victory anyway. Matter of fact, I'm gonna start over. <laughs> you know, first of all, I hope I hope y'all are able to hear me. Thank y'all. Matter of fact, my um Okay, have no sound. Still have no sound. Okay. 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 All right. Once again, thank you all. There's some crazy stuff going on. But right now, for those who just now being able to hear me, uh, today we're talking about finding your identity, gaining self-confidence, and refocusing on yourself in the episode called Lost ID, finding yourself during the storm, after the storm, whatever. So I was just talking about a few minutes ago, I was just talking about when Naomi went through so much. And like I said, we always talk about Ruth. But let's look at Naomi. Naomi lost her husband too. Naomi lost two sons. And in the midst of Naomi going through so much, she was bitter. At one point, she was very bitter. But in the midst of what she went through, she went through hurt. But in the midst of her going through hurt, so did her daughter-in-law, Ruth. But what happened a lot of times when we go through things, sometimes we allow that, we allow whatever we go through to get to us. And like I said, there are many things that we can go through in life. And just because you go through things, one thing I always say, just because you go through things does not mean that you ain't saved. Just because you go through things does not mean that God doesn't love you. Just because you go through things does not mean that God has abandoned you. And so what we have to realize that when we go through things, Sometimes life just brings upon crazy stuff. There may be some things that we go through that we have caused ourselves. Sometimes it may be the consequences of our choice. Sometimes it may be because we're guilty about association. But then there are other things that happen that regardless if we were a preacher, priest, apostle, or evangelist, whoever, there is something that's going to happen that if we go through it the right way, it won't stick to us. It won't, it won't get to us. Now, just because we go through things, one thing I always say, we go through things, but that doesn't mean that, hey, well, you know, uh, good for you or, you know, you're going through it, you just got to deal with it. There are things that we go through, God wants us to talk to him about it. You know, just because we go through things, that doesn't mean that we don't have access to go to God or talk to God about it. God wants us to talk to him in whatever situation we deal with, whatever we go through. We have every right to go to God and talk to him about what we're dealing with, how we feel about things. And if you think about it, we got to think about our relationship with God just like we as a parent how we will want our children to be towards us. Look, we don't care what happens. We don't care what you're dealing with. Just come and talk to us about it, no matter how bad it is. Talk to us about it. But you know what? Maybe if you come to me, instead of me having to find out on my own, maybe I can help you in this situation. Now, just because I come in and I help you, does not mean that I'm going to remove the consequences. But I can help you in fixing whatever problem that you're dealing with. And that's on a situation 
that we may be, quote, unquote, may have called upon ourselves. But what about those things that that we did not cause? What about that problem that it just happened to you? Me being a father, I want my son, I want my child to come to me when they're hurting, when they're disappointed, when when it seems like they've gone through a broken heart or, you know, a friendship has ended or something like that. Look, me being daddy does not mean that I'm only for correcting you or for disciplining you. I'm there to give you love. I'm there to give you support. I'm there to give you encouragement. And so if me, as a as a earthly father, which is so limited to be able to provide that for my son, imagine about our heavenly father pertaining to what his children go through in life. And so that's something for us to think about because sometimes we only look at God as, well, you know, um, we only go to him when we're going through things and, you know, don't question God. No, God wants us to talk to him. Look, we supposed to have a relationship with God. Now, of course, we reference him. We go into him in respect and all these things. And if you think about it, matter of fact, the contrast between the sisters, Mary and Martha, when when um, their brother, Lazarus, when he died. Now, of course, Martha, Martha was talking to him, you know, Jesus, if you hadn't been here, you know, uh, he would have lived, <coughs> all that stuff. But when you think about it, that was her talking. But when you look at Mary, Mary she just went and just, just fell upon him. She cried. Now, you look at those two, such the same situation, but different response. Sometimes God wants us to just come to him and just lean on him. We don't have to have a reason to talk to God. Just do it. We don't have to have a reason to communicate with God. You know, those that you have a relationship with, you want them to talk to you, not just when they want something, but just because. So the same thing that we need to think about pertains to our relationship with God. God wants us to talk to him whenever we go through things. So some of the things I wrote down I want us to think about, like I said, hopefully y'all are able to hear me. Once again, I, I so apologize for um, for this. Okay, thank you, thank you. So, excuse me one second. Okay, okay, okay. So with that, this is something that I want us to think about. Things we go through, things we go through are what folks put upon us or what folks, what folks try to do towards us. I'm going to say like this. Things we go through or what folks put us through tries to make us forget about who we are. Think about it. When we go through things in life, or what people put us through. Sometimes those things could be the distractions to try to make us forget who we are. Don't you know, no matter how good you are, no matter how good you are towards people, 
Don't you know right now there are some people that do not like you? But just because they don't like you, that doesn't mean that it's actually you. Sometimes it ain't you that they have a problem with. Sometimes it's the spirit of God within you. Don't you know that old saying, misery love company? There are some people that hate to see people smiling when they're not smiling in their life. Matter of fact, um, I, I shared this story years ago, but when I first started working in the jail, there was a, there was a young man named Mr. Cole, Lord bless his soul. <clears throat> nice gentleman, sweetheart of a guy. He was old enough to be my father, and he was working with some juveniles. And all of a sudden, there was a matter of fact, it was an adult. It was an adult inmate that told him, you know what? If I had a chance, the first person I would get, if I could jump on somebody, it would be you because you're just too nice. Told Mr. Cole that. It doesn't matter how you treat a person. There's always going to be somebody to try to find fault in you. There's always going to be somebody to try to throw an accusation on you. So understand sometimes those that sometimes those people when they are miserable, sometimes your smiling face, sometimes your happy spirit irritates the mess out of them. And so what happened when they're not happy, they don't want anybody around them happy or joyous. You can walk in, good morning, how y'all doing? Oh, oh here you go. Oh, somebody going to always try to damper your sunshine. So what are you going to do about it? Are you going to try to just continue to try to convince them, convince them that you're a nice person? You would never, why do you hate me? Why you don't like me? No, keep on going. Don't waste your time. What you want to do, if you want to effectively witness to somebody like that, you just continue to let your light shine and start trying to convince them that you have a light. Something to think about. Stop trying to convince folks. Sometimes those are the distractions that prevent you from going forward in the purpose or the assignment that God has for you to go. Something to think about. So, Quit trying to convince people, convince people who you are and who you're not. That's not your job. Your job is to continue to go. Matter of fact, there was an old saying, matter of fact, it was um, from the, um, the lepers. The lepers were told to go show themselves to the priest, and they were healed as they went. So you think about it. As they continue to go forward, as they continue to go to the priest, as they will be obedient in their in their assignment to go to the priest, they were healed as they went. So when people hurt your feelings, when people, I don't know why he thinks that way towards me. I don't know why she thinks that way towards me. You continue to go and you'll be healed as you go. Being obedient is the key thing for you to be able to derail your energy, your focus on, you can't focus on what people say or think. Don't you know right now, like I said, there are people that are plotting right now. There are people that are conjuring up lies and scandals. There are some people right now that are planning that. 
what are you going to do about it? Are you going to focus on them? Are you going to focus on what you're, what they're saying? Or are you going to focus on their purpose and their assignment that God gave you? That's what we have to do. We have to think about, God, you know what? Hmm, you did tell me. You did tell me this. You did tell me that. God, help me to do this. Help me to do that. You got to think about that. You have to focus on what God told you. Also, we don't have to accept what someone says about us. Everything that people say, you don't have to accept it. I'm going to say this. Excuse me. Okay. I'm going to say it like this. You don't have to accept what people say about you. Even when it comes down to people come to you and they say, well, you know, the Lord told me to tell you. I tell people, look, I'm a man of God, I'm a man of faith, but I tell people it's my responsibility as a man of God to tell you, make sure that you have a relationship with God for yourself. And when people tell you things, even if they say, well, thus says the Lord, or the Lord told me to say, no, you don't have to receive it. You, look, if you choose to listen, that's fine. But you can listen, examine. It's your responsibility to examine. I don't care who it is. It's your responsibility because if God told you to tell them, excuse me, if God told them to tell you, God would tell you. Now, if someone tells you something, it should be confirmation. But if something, if someone comes to you and tell you the Lord told me to tell you, and it, it wait a minute, it's something off. It doesn't agree with your spirit. Don't receive it. And you ain't got to be sitting there arguing with folks. No. Quit arguing with, with folks. If they say, thus says the Lord, God told me to tell you. God told me to tell you this. And it's going to be something that's new. No. You need to examine that. First of all, you need to examine the integrity of the person that told you. And even if that person has good intentions, Sometimes some people are wrong. I'm telling you, sometimes people are wrong. Sometimes people may miss it. But they're responsible, they're responsible to, be re- to be respectful and mature enough to say, you know what, I was wrong. That wasn't of God. That was of me because I know you. And so when people say things, when people say things, we don't have to accept it. We got to be mature enough to tell people, Nah, uh-uh, no, no, that, that ain't of God. No, God. no, 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 I, no, I don't receive that. We got to be mature enough to say that. So if not, if we don't do that, then what happens, we end up listening to everybody else, and we end up depending upon people's uh, uh, verbiage on what, what did God tell you to tell me? No, 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 no. It's our responsibility, it's your responsibility to have a personal relationship with God so that way you can hear God for yourself. One thing I always tell people, God is not the author of confusion. I Look here, for a number of years, I say for a number of years, that has rung so true to me in my life. For me to be able to see that whenever God says something, whenever God says he's going to give confirmation, and any time God says something, there's going to be a peace. There's going to be his character. There's going to be his nature that's attached to it. 
But anytime someone comes to tell me something, and they say, thus says the Lord, and there's confusion, God will tell me, uh-uh, I didn't tell them that. I didn't tell them to tell you that. So I, I, I tell people all the time, when people say things, like I said, even they may have good intentions, do not let your guards down to just receive everything because they say the Lord told me to tell you. My question is, do you know God's voice for yourself? If not, it's okay to admit, I don't. But now let that be your homework assignment for you to have a personal relationship with God and to learn his voice for yourself. The Bible tells us, my sheep know my voice. So if you got sheep, it's time for you to learn the voice of the shepherd. You have to know God's voice. You think about it. Even if you depend upon someone else, you can't depend upon people because people will disappoint you. But also, people may not be accessible and available. So that's why it's so important for us to know God's voice for ourselves. So once we know God's voice for ourselves, then he can be able to tell us directly. My, my thing is, <clears throat> I have some desires. I have some desires, and my responsibility is to seek God because I know he knows where everything is. And so how does it look for me to not talk to the creator but talk to creation about the creator? When God told us to come to him, don't you know we have direct access to Jesus? Don't you know that right now Jesus is petitioning for us? Right now, God sent his son for us. And so in the midst of everything that we've gone through, we are heirs and joint heirs of Jesus Christ. And so if you really think about it, if you really think about it, if he knows every hair that's on our head, if he knows the ending from the beginning, why are we going to go to someone else where we can go to him directly? Think about it. God wants you to come to him. God want, Look, God wants to have a relationship with you in spite of your flaws, in spite of your hangups, in spite of your past. God wants us to come to him and accept him in our life and for us to come to him and allow him to be Lord and Savior in our life. So I, I just had to throw that in real quick. But <clears throat> me. you think about it. Don't have to accept what people say. So like I said, that's why it's our responsibility to examine everything what people tell us. Examine it. Look, imagine you going to the imagine going to a restaurant. You go into a restaurant and they ask you what you like to order. And you say, they say me, I, I love going to uh, cotton patch. Yes, I'd like to have a strawberry pecan salad. Um three strawberry uh, uh three raspberry vinaigrette. Extra croutons, <clears throat> purple onions, chives, and tomatoes. It's custom made for me. 
imagine me telling them what I want to order, and then somebody has come behind me, nope, 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 don't give him that. Give him this steak, rare. They telling the waiter what they want me to have. <clears throat> when the waiter asked me directly what I want to order, and what I ordered was not just something that was just basic on the menu. I customized it to my choosing, to my liking. Now, the waiter asked me, what do I want? And if somebody come up and tell them, don't give me the salad, give me the steak, who should the waiter listen to? The waiter going to listen to me because it's my it's my request that he want to listen, that he's going to write, <coughs> me, that he's going to write down. But the only way that that waiter going to give me that steak that that person told them to give me, the only way that waiter going to write it down if I say, okay, well, they said for me to get the steak, so I'll go ahead and get the steak. When the waiter directly looking at me, asking me, what do I want? Think about it. So God is asking us, what do we want? And we telling him, but we listen to other people, and we let <coughs> we let other people change our minds. What's wrong with that? God asking us what do we want, but we listen to other people, and other people tell us what we what they think we should get, and we saying, okay, God, I've changed my order. I'll go ahead and take what they told me to get. I want each and every one that's listening in this listen right now. Think about that. Who are you listening to? Who are you listening to? And see. Sometimes in the midst of the problems that we're dealing with, we're vulnerable. And while we're vulnerable, we're listening to the wrong people. We're listening to the noise of the people. We're listening to the wrong crowd. We choose the people within our circle because they may be entertaining or they might be, you know, uh, we, we may have helped them in their situation. And we might be good people to help them. But we choosing people. We're choosing people to be in our circle that's not qualified to be in our circle. Don't you know? Right now, there are some people that may look at you as being a great friend. You're a great friend to some people. You're trusting. You're honest. You're an honorable person in their life. But that same person that they're saying that you're a great friend to them. Now, can you say the same thing about them? Don't you know? Don't you know that some people, those people that always depend upon you and you help them out, you bail them out. Of course, they're gonna think very highly of you, not because of who you are, but what you can do for them. So look at the caliber of the people that's in your circle. Are they in your circle because? <coughs> excuse me. Are they in your circle because you always in their circle? Are they in your circle because they elected you in their circle and because you feel obligated to have them in your circle when you're qualified to be in their circle, but they're not qualified to be in your circle? 
So the question is, in a storm's life, you gotta be you gotta understand and be careful when you're vulnerable, you gotta you gotta watch who you have around you. Because when you're vulnerable, you're weak. When you're vulnerable, you're impressionable. When you're vulnerable, it's like you'll you'll accept anything. And sometimes when you're vulnerable, sometimes you don't have strong people around you in the in in someone that means you're no good has access to get to you, to get to you here, here, or get to what you what you own, what you have, what you possess, what you control of. These are some of the things that we have to be aware of because those things can make us lose our identity, make us forget about who we are and what we possess. So it's so important for us, <coughs> so important for us to understand when we go through things. We gotta we gotta examine when we're going through things. We gotta understand the people that we have around us. But also something else I want I want us to think about. When we go through things in life, we're not defined by what we go through. You cannot allow what you go through to be your identity. Everybody know about the lady with the issue of blood. She had that for 12 years. But you think about it. What was her name before the issues? It's not recorded. My question is, what was her name after she was healed and whole from her issue of blood? So in other words, she was the individual and she had a name before her issue. She had a name during her issue. She had a name after her issue. But all we hear about is when she was dealing with her issue. That's the short term. But see, that temporary, that temporary condition could not be her permanent, but sometimes we allow a permanent identity to tag us. Matter of fact, we've had reunions, and there are some people who may have had a nickname in high school. But now, you know, um, now we're in our 50s, we're in our 60s, and all of a sudden we go to town, hey, hey, that's Sugarfoot. Sugarfoot. <coughs> Look at that Sugarfoot. Why they call him Sugarfoot? Because when he was in the ninth grade, all he did was eat candy, eat candy, and one day he ended up having some a candy wrapper on his on his shoe. Instead of him, look, he he had it during the class, and instead of him throwing it in the trash, he just put it on his shoe. And when he got out of class, he put it back in his mouth, sugar foot. One time event, and now that's all he's identified as. But that's what he'll respond to. You don't have to respond. You don't have to respond to people when they call you something that's not your identity. Look, in order for us to regain our identity, 
sometimes we have to regurgitate that mistaken identity that people try to throw upon us. See, in order for us to get something that's healthy, we got to regurgitate what's unhealthy. Think about it. I'm going to say it like this. In order for you to get a good man in your life, you got to get rid of the bad one that's in your life. Hmm. Or in order for you to receive that good lady, in order for you to see, receive that wife potential, you got to get rid of the one you playing house with or the one that you your side chick. So many times we want the blessings of God to play house with the devil. In order for us to be able to receive what's in God's heart, we got to get rid of what's in our hands. Hmm. So something to think about. So not allowing anything to define us and understand we're not defined by what we go through. What we go through is a temporary condition. It's temporary. But just because you go through a temporary situation, that should not allow that you should not allow that to be your permanent identity. <clears throat> Something else. I mentioned earlier, you know, we're going through things in life and not allowing what we go through to define us, but also what I mentioned earlier, who are we listening to? Who are we listening to? We have to start listening to the wrong people. So many times the people that we listen to, like I said, mean us no good. There are some people that we listen to, you know, especially, especially we listen to people and they don't have anything to show for in their own life. You know, you're trying to lose 15 pounds of weight, but you listen to somebody that needs to lose 145 pounds. You listen to somebody in a worse situation than you. Or you listen to people who don't want anything in life. Who are you listening to? <coughs> we have to watch who we listen to. We got to examine who we're listening to. Like I said, not everybody is there to celebrate with you. There are some people that may be in the audience not to celebrate you. There are some people that's in the audience that's wondering, how did she get that? How did he get that? They don't deserve that. I'm going to say it right now. Right now, if you got married, if the invitation come out right now, if the invitation come out that you are engaged and here's your wedding, don't you know there may be some people that's coming to your wedding not to celebrate but to observe? There are some people, because they're with you, they're not with you to support you. Sometimes they're with you because they want to see what they can get out of you. You think about everybody that was walking with Jesus. Do you think they were walking with him because he was the Messiah? No. Sometimes they were trying to butt up because they were fighting for positions. Sometimes they were fighting for, you know what, you know, I want to see if I can, uh, what, what I can, what I can get, you know, if he can do this for me, you know, I had this crooked foot right here. I'm gonna see if he can fix my foot. Come on. So, if there were people that were hanging around Jesus to get what they can get out of him, 
What about you? Think about it. I, I mean, I want us to really just start examining. I want us to stop putting our head in the sand and start being more vigilant pertaining to life, pertaining to the people that surround us. You know, sometimes it's not the people that hurt us or that make us fall. Sometimes because we let our guards down, sometimes we trust the wrong people. That's what makes us lose our identity, our focus. We get so disappointed because people let us down. But if you really think about it, you gave them a chance. You already knew how they were. You did well, you know, uh, you know, nobody else gave them a chance. So, you know, the Bible say we forget, uh-uh, uh-uh. And I hate when people try to throw scripture when it's not applicable, applicable in that situation. Look, there are some people, you got to understand, I'm going to say it like this. You can't help everybody. You helping everybody will hurt you. Just because there are some people who may not have anybody, don't you know that they don't have anybody for a reason? Don't you know they deal with the consequence of their choice when their family got tired of their mess? And then all of a sudden they're going to come to you, but ain't nobody helping me. You know, I'm the black sheep of the family. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I tell people, you need to listen. When people say they're the black sheep of the family, uh-uh. No. They, they've been doing some shady stuff to their family. You know, people, well, you know, uh, we, we just got to help. No, you don't. You're not supposed to help everybody. My question, I always tell people, this is a little sidebar. I always tell people, when you're trying to help somebody, did God tell you to help them? Did you consult God about that? So what does God tell you no? And you try to help them anyway. You know what's going to happen? Them leaks that God is trying to give them because of their punishment or their, the consequence of their choice, them leaks going to be on you. Because God is trying to change them. God is giving them the opportunity to repent. And you know what happens? You're trying to prevent God from disciplining them to reach them. <clears throat> so I always tell people, when you help the wrong people, there's going to always be a loss. When you, start, when you start helping the wrong people, there's always going to be something to happen where you end up dealing with the consequences. So I tell people, don't you, don't you help everybody. You help who God assigned you to help. <clears throat> and when you, when you tempted to help somebody, you ask God, and you wait for his response. That's the key thing I always tell people. What did God tell you? Well, 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 you know, the Bible say, uh-uh, uh-uh, I won't look here. People can use the Bible out of context. My question is, did God tell you to do it? Well, well, you know, that, 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 that's what family is for. No, it's not. No, it's not. Sometimes you got to give people tough love. But my question is, I always tell people, the Bible told us the man should always pray and not faint. Or we need to consult God about everything. Pray about everything and worry about nothing. So when we are tempted or when people come to us, ask us for help, you need to go straight to the Father. Because if God tells you yes, he can always make provision. But if God tells you no, 
and you end up trying to help them anyway, then number one, that's going to be out of your pocket. That's an out-of-pocket expense that you got to pay for. But also on the same token, if God told you no, and that's going to be a provision that you got to create, then you're going to have to make sure that you understand that you're responsible, responsible for the outcome. So, like I said, that's something to think about. <clears throat> also, we got to think about this. Sometimes there are so many people, they lose themselves in the midst of a situation. They lose themselves, and not just pertaining to problems. Sometimes they lose themselves because they have exerted themselves towards everybody else but themselves. Think about this. You've invested into everybody else. You've depleted your funds, your sweat, your tears towards everyone. Now you have nothing. You have nothing for yourself. Sometimes we have raised children. We have been there for our families. We have mentored so many other people. And we have extended our help for everybody, but we make no room and no time for ourselves. Those kind of moments where we can lose ourselves, we can lose ourselves by helping everybody else, but not ourselves. Think about this. I call that the emptiness syndrome where we have been there for everybody else. We have done this and done that for everybody else, but don't do anything for ourselves. We have raised children. You know, we have done this, we have done that, and now we have raised them and helped them get out the house. And now you don't even know who you are. You don't even remember who you are. You know, you think about this. If you became a parent, male or female, father or mother, <coughs> if you have became a, a parent at the age of 19 and you had, let's see, three kids, you became a parent at 19, you've raised three children, and there might have been, you know, a gap in between the birth of each child, and your last child graduates high school, going to college, still staying with you, but you're still supporting them, and then they end up getting out the house, and now they're out the house and they're on their own. They got a good job, a good career, and now you're 60. Now you're at home by yourself. The last time you were by yourself, you were, like I said, let's say 18, because at 19, you end up having your first child. But now you're 60. Your taste may have changed from the time that you were 18 years old. An 18 years old, you think about an 18 years old versus a 60-year-old person. You know, your desires have changed. Your focus may have changed. You've become more mature. But the key thing is you raised children, you invested into children, you helped the children, 
Now, you don't even know who you are because you've been there for your children. You have raised your children. You've been there for other people, but you've neglected yourself. So now, how about you start involving and investing into that person who is in your mirror? Get reacquainted with that person who is in your mirror. Also, some of the things that will help us, some things that will help us in knowing our identity or regaining our identity, I think about this as part of the foundation. My question I always ask is this. The first question is, who did God say you were? Who did God say that you were? Sometimes we have to think about it. Sometimes we really don't know. Sometimes we may not have even asked God that question. We've asked God other questions. We prayed to God for other people. But we haven't prayed to God about ourselves. And so that's one of the things that God wants us to ask, talk to him about. And first, in your relationship with God, I always tell people, in your relationship with God, You ask God who he is, and you ask him who you are in him because you have to know who God is. And as you know and learn who God is, as you begin to seek God about his identity, he'll reveal to you your identity in him. So you seeking God, you pursuing God, he will tell you and teach you who he is, as well as who you are to him and who you are in him. So that's something to think about. Most of us, like I said, most of us don't know what God said that we are. Also think about this. Sometimes we don't know who we are because we only identify ourselves based upon what we could do for others. Who are you? Well, you know, um, I'm I'm a you know I'm in law enforcement. I'm a no 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 no. I didn't ask you what you do. I asked you who you are. Well, yeah. Well, I'm I'm a mother of I'm a mother of two. I'm I'm a I'm a father of three. You know, blah blah. No no no. That's a title. Being a father, being a parent, that's a title or a position. But I'm not asked about the title or position. I'm asked about the individual. Like I said, most of us, we don't know who we are. And so now it's time for us to know and learn who we are, not based upon others, but based upon God and based upon ourselves. We have to develop a relationship with ourselves. When was the last time we actually just sat down and just really just sat down and talked to ourselves? Learn more about you. Learn more about you. You know, I found it so therapeutic, so therapeutic for us to just go and just talk to that person who's in our mirror. Just sit down just to talk, listen. Sometimes when we go through things in life, sometimes we just talk it out and listen. Sometimes that could be the best, it could be the best advice. Sometimes God will, God will allow a situation to occur. 
for you to talk to him, for you to listen to yourself. And he may even set the opportunity for, you know, give you some nuggets to really think about. And as you're verbally saying it, look, he catches your attention. See? See? So we got to be able to talk to ourselves. We Look, we can't be too busy to develop that relationship with God and develop that relationship with ourselves. You know, that was all saying, to our own self be true. We got to be true. We got to be honest with ourselves. And look, if you made some mistake, that's fine and dandy. But what you going to do about it? We can wallow in our problems, wallow in our sorrow, but we got to go, we, look, we got to go beyond where we at right now. We got to go beyond what we dealt with, who we were. Who we were don't have to remain who we are. So if we really just take the time to really just listen, listen, listen what God may speak through us, to us, for us. Also, once, matter of fact, I just mentioned this a few minutes ago. Get reacquainted with that person who's in your mirror. Talk to yourself. And also, most importantly, always go back to the Word of God. Always go back to the Word of God because God always speaks to us through his written word, audible voice, and also even sometimes just through situation, through, through nature. You'll be surprised. When God just, when you just allow God to just talk to you, and when you have a conversation with God, you'd be surprised the nuggets that come out of the conversation that He has with us. You know, one thing is always I'm a firm believer, and I see it now. When we try to find time for God, you know, the best time to do that, if we want to just kind of calculate, being able to just talk to God. Each time you go to the bathroom, let there be a moment because ain't nobody going to be in there with you. Let there be a moment, not just for you to take care of your business, but also get a chance to just talk to God. Talk to him. Conversate with him. Something to think about. Talk to him. You know, people that smoke, hey, they want to make sure that they get their smoke break in. But how about you get, as a believer, how about you get your praise break in? I'm going to think about it. That's going to help us to know who we are and also know who we serve. We have no reason to have our head down in the midst of problems or situations, but also we have no reason to have our head down for no for any reason. God has given us our identity. God has given us character. He has given us work. He has put stops in us that would not be depleted. God has put investments into us. And I don't care what kind of value people may put upon my stock. I don't care. My question is, God, what best, what investment did you put in me? What is the value of the stock you put in me? And that's what I'm going to go by. So my question is to you. Who are you going to listen to? Those people that they have opinion where your value of your stocks fluctuate, the stocks that God gave you, not them, the stocks in the, the, 
investment that God has put on you? Are you going to listen to them? Are you going to listen to him? Now, you say you're going to listen to God. Now, let's act like it. <laughs> now, I want to go ahead and, uh, oh, got my headset. I'm going to go ahead and I see someone on the line right now. I'm going to go ahead and get this situated. Let me see. Okay. Hello, hello. Welcome to Rick and my heart. You're on the air. How you doing today? Good evening. Uh, good evening. Good evening. How you doing today, sir? Oh, I'm doing well. And how are you? I'm doing good. Doing good. Doing good. Number one, um, appreciate you coming in. And, you know, you could have chose anything to do other than being up here. And especially... Um, you know, we we're we're overcoming this little bug, so I appreciate you even just coming in and just chiming in. Well, I'm always glad to chime in and support you and stuff and great subject tonight and uh myself, uh I I have been dealing with some things which I've mentioned to the church but never told what it was. And things and such a great topic. <clears throat> Excuse me, but you know there are things that you said we got to be careful who we have in our community. As you said, circle. You don't need anybody in your community that don't know God's word. Now let me back up a little bit. <clears throat> the reason why sometimes we struggle when we are going through things, and we're going to call it spiritual warfare, is because most a lot of us have what is called head knowledge of God's word. We don't have heart knowledge of God's word. In other words, we know how to quote scriptures in our mind and pull them up, but it hasn't gotten into our spirit man. What we fail to do when we hear sermons or listen to lessons or, or, or read a scripture, we fail to do one thing and said, I receive this into my spirit man. And when we don't, then what happens is when things come up, some of our response is to get emotional. But remember what God says. He says, bring me into remembrance of my word. That's why John tells us in First John, he tells us if we ask anything according to his will, what is his will? His word. God is going to respond to his word to learn to understand how to develop our relationship with the Lord before these things come upon us. Identity is very important. If you don't know who you are in Christ, then you're not going to know how to deal with this here. Here's some simple things that God gave me. God told me always take a deep breath. Learn to pause and take a deep breath. And then as you exhale slowly, imagine Jesus standing in front of you and you handing over whatever it is you've given to him. Then you ask yourself, what would he say? That's a simple little exercise that you can do. And you bring God into remembrance what he said about that situation. And you will see God will work. Not understand this also. It doesn't mean it's going to happen overnight because you know why? 
he allowing you to go through this to take something out of you so he can put something else in you. Like you said, maybe get that bad relationship out of you so he can put the right relationship in you. Rather than we constantly asking God for things, we need to ask God for developing our intimacy, our relationship with him. One thing God told me coming into this new year, he says, be totally dependent on Christ. So the Bible tells us, you said, we should pray in all situations and not faint. In other words, lose heart, give up, say, I don't know how I'm going to make it. It's no such thing you don't know how you're going to make it. You know how you're going to make it because Psalm 46 says what? He tells us that Jesus, God is a very present help in times of trouble. He's our refuge and he's our strength. That's how you're going to make it. That is putting Christ in his proper place in your life. Until you do that, then guess what? You're going to struggle. You're going to struggle. One thing that Lord taught me this year to do here, make sure every morning I get up before I dress myself physically, dress myself spiritually in Ephesians chapter 6. First thing he says, put on that helmet of salvation. Know why? It's because you want to bring every thought and suggestion to God's word that is not God's word. The next thing is that you want to be able to deal with your emotion, which means self-control. Because a lot of us, a lot of us, we get too emotional. And we think that's going to move God. It doesn't move God. He's still sitting there and waiting and says, what did I say to you about that situation? So this is what we have to realize and we have to understand. And then when we're going through things, bad, bad relationships, uh, issues on the job, issues in the community, issues in the church, Whatever it may be, we have to make sure we understand and know these things. And when we know these things, we will see then, guess what will happen? God will give you his peace. He will give you joy. Joy has nothing to do with emotion. Joy has to deal with a lifestyle. You'll give you joy, and he will give you rest in him. That even though that everything may be seen like it's falling apart or everything is about to be taken from you, you don't focus on the situation. You constantly focus on him. Every time the devil tries to bring it to you, you focus on it. Now, you've got to put that shield of faith up there because you know why? He said those fiery dots. What are the fiery dots? Denial and deception. That's why we have to dress ourselves every morning. And like you said, too, you talk about taking scriptures out of context. And you and I are both contextual preachers and teachers. One thing a lot of times we say this here. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. We often take that to mean to be able to do, accomplish certain things. That's not what Paul is talking about. Let's look at the passage of Scripture to keep it in context. In verse 11 of Philippians 4, Paul says, I don't say this out of need, for I have learned to be content. That's a very important word. Whatever circumstances I find myself, I know both how to be, to make do with little. I know how to make do with a lot. In any and all circumstance, I have learned the secret of being content. Look at it. He says it again. Whether well-fed or hungry, whether in abundance or in need, I can I am able to do all things through him. Who's In other words, Paul says this here. 
if we understand who we are, we know who Christ is having an intimate relationship, no matter what situation we find ourselves in, we're able to go through it and do it without pushing the panic button. That's what that scripture is talking about, is learning how to be content. So whether things are going good with me or whether things are going bad with me, I can be content. I'm not falling apart. I'm not pulling the hairs out of my head. I'm not doing things that don't honor God. And so that's why it's so important, as you said, is knowing who we are. And the one thing we have to realize who we are. We are a royal, royal priesthood. We are joint, and as we saw in the lesson today, being a part of a priesthood, that means we got total access to Christ. And if we got total access to Christ, then why are we worried? Why are we afraid? Why are we pushing the panic button? I can tell you this because I've lived it the last year or so. And because I have followed what God told me to do, I'm at peace in my situation. I rest in the Lord. Now, my wife, now, they can't think there's something wrong with me. Ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm just walking in the relationship that I have with, with Christ. And let me say this. Remember when Jesus was in the garden? Jesus didn't want to go through that. But then when he thought about if he went to the cross, what would be on the other side of that? Why are you going through whatever you're going through? Don't focus on what you're going through. Focus on the joy that's going to be behind that when he brings you out. And that's all I got to say. Yes, yeah. Now I'm gonna say this real quick because um, there was um, there was something I was I was thinking about a couple of days ago when I was um, looking at this topic, and it's ironic that you're here because you were in the same boat as I was. Now <laughs> we're talking about you know lost ID, finding ourselves. Uh, you know, throughout the storm or in the storm or whatever. And one of the things I thought about, which so happened to be this coming Friday, this coming Friday would be the four-year anniversary of the passing of Sheila. And I was thinking, I was thinking, I was looking, I said, God, first of all, I thank him for helping us and protecting us, even in the midst of this. But it made me think about a time when, we first lost her. When I told God I was lost, and when I said I was lost, mm-hmm. I was not talking about losing my faith, anything like that, but I was thinking about my identity because all, cause everyone knew me as Sheila Prater's brother. And mm-hmm. so when I told God, I remember I told God, what am I going to do about my our birthdays now? Because normally on our birthdays, we celebrated it. Mm-hmm. And especially our birthday being three days apart, so here you are, dealt with the same situation, and your you and your sister were Irish yes. twins, you know. Yes. And so, and so, what I told God, I told God, this right here, this was something that we didn't choose, but right. in the midst of, I tell people, even in the midst of grief, when you dealt with grief. That mm-hmm. that's something that can snatch your identity too. That's mm-hmm. something that you know. That's something that you know. You have to try to. <coughs> you trying to. <coughs> excuse me. 
figure out about life. Figure out now, what are you going to do with the rest of your life? There are so many people that are widows. There are some that are widows. You know, and now because you've been married to this person for 40, 50, 60 years, now when it's limping y'all through, now you got to think about what are you going to do now? You may feel lost. And so so what I tell people is grief. And, And that's why... I'm a firm believer, you know, and thank you for, you know, we we feel the same way where when you go through things, doesn't mean that you lack in faith. Like I said, sometimes yeah. life happens. Life happens. Things happen. <coughs> things happen. And God wants us to talk to him about it and let us let him know how we feel so that way he can feel us. You know, God wanna, God, God already knows how we feel, but he wants us to express how we F-E-E-L so he can F-I-L-L us. Yes. Yes. You know, and a lot of times we look at the word compassion in the Bible. The word in compassion in the Bible is a Greek word means go through with. And so as we talk to God about what we're dealing with and what we're going through and tell him how we feel, rather than telling people how hurt we feel, don't you think it's better to tell God how you feel, what your hurt is, what your frustration is, what your disappointment is? He's sitting mm-hmm. there waiting. And if you just do like I said, close your eyes and see yourself handed over to God, and you'll see he'll say, I've been waiting for you to tell me all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it is true. Every death, I've learned this, is that you ask God, what is it? that he wants you to learn from this. Now, when we talk about death, like you said, my sister and I, uh, she's, thank God, she's been ushered into the kingdom 15 years ago, uh, going on 16 years. Uh, in a matter of a few days, it would be 16 years. Now, she and I, as I've told you and you know this here, she and I share the same age every year for a week. Same age every year for a week. And I remember asking God, Lord, what is it that you want me to learn from this so that I would know what my identity would be? And he Mm -hmm. said this here. He gave me 2 Corinthians chapter 1. And he says, what you're going through and what you're dealing with, I want you to take that and use it to help others who are going through that. See, Mm -hmm. there can be a breakup of relationship with a significant other. It could be a divorce, like you said. It could be any of those things. Those are all death. Those are all grief. Death simply means a separation, okay? Out from God, what is it? Another example, when my grandfather passed, he and I were so close. I thank God for putting this spiritual man in my life. And when he died, I had to ask myself, what am I going to do without my grandfather being there, going, talking to him about the visions that I have that God gave him? And God told me this here. He said, you use your grandfather as a crutch. From now on, you got to come to me. See, that's what we got to do with every death. Mm-hmm. What is it that he wanted? Because, see, now I had to learn what my identity from being, guess what? As you see, Sheila's brother and, 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 and uh, uh, Deborah's brother, I had to learn who I was other than Abba Fletcher's grandson. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> you know, and so you're so right. 
we have to find out what our identities are. And one thing that yeah. God gave me and told me this, he said, is your identity. You are to be a comforter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had to learn yeah. who I was. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's, it's funny, but we're chosen for it. We didn't yeah. choose this. It, you know, God, God allowed a God selected us to do mm-hmm. it. And the fun thing was, even after after what happened with Sheila and everything, it seemed like it's so many people <laughs> who I never expected were going mm-hmm. through the same thing. They didn't know how to express it. They didn't know. It, it was like, finally, somebody that could relate to my hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, all I can say is, you know, I thank God that even in the midst of this, he still shows his strength. He still shows his yes. love. Also, he even shows his compassion where he wants us to come to him. Even though it's been yes. going to be four years, he's still saying, I have an open invitation for you to come to and talk to me about that situation. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's not like me where, well, I don't, I don't want you still talking about that. No, he's not. Like, he wanted to come to him, and I feel That's privileged that we serve a God that we can know on an intimate level. And mm-hmm. unlike what we were told, you know, through various times throughout the years, mm-hmm. we get tired of listening to the same situation. Mm-hmm. So you know, you I, I, I really, I really appreciate that. Yeah, and I'm going to say this here. You know, yesterday would have been my sister's birthday. Oh, wow. Wow. Yes. Yes. Wow. And, and I'm going to tell you, it, it's, it's been almost 16 years. Tomorrow it'll be 16 years since she was ushered into the kingdom. And I wow. still tell anybody this. I still tell anybody this. I still sometimes shed tears about it. Knows what each teardrop's mm-hmm. about. That's what gives me comfort. Mm-hmm. It, it never goes away, but he's always there to help you to go through it. Yeah. 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 And, and it's funny, but sometimes he'll send these little reminders that mm-hmm. he cares. He cares. Mm-hmm. You know? Yes. You can, look, yes. I mean, you, you can have the radio off driving and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden you accidentally bump it and all of a sudden there's something that comes on and it hits mm-hmm. you. You're like, oh, how mercy, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it, yes. It, you know what? I, I, number one, of of all times, we're talking about this and how fitting the time it is because yes. what you said in company me and, and, and I hope mm-hmm. even just the opportunity for you to even just express it's not only helping you, but it's helping somebody else who may feel like that they're mostly. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, people don't understand. Grief, and if you don't mind, you know, whenever, whenever you're ready, whenever you like to, mm-hmm. you know, I think that's another conversation we may have to visit to talk about grief mm-hmm. and it's the grief within the body of Christ. You know, because yes. sometimes some stuff may have been misinformation and. Right. People of God going through, and it's like they're about to bust, but not they're not they're not taught, they're not told 
what privilege it is for us to go to God even in the midst of grief and hurt. Yes. Yes. And, and that that is so, so true. And in a lot of our churches, this has nothing to do with denomination. We don't have grief ministry for the believers in Christ. They are left on their own to work through these situations, these things by themselves. And it shouldn't be, but it is. And it's, it's something like you and I always talk about things that need to be talked about in church that a lot of churches, they are not talking about. And uh, so, so yes, uh, uh, I'll be more than glad to do it. We'll get together on it, and uh, and we'll we'll make a date for that and thing, uh, uh, thing because, and let me say this here, just because we go through things, don't think God is punishing you. See, that's another misconception. Yeah. God is not just punishing you. No, he's not. No. He loves us. He loves us. And, and and like I said, you know, I still shed tears after 16 years. The occasion, I still shed tears and things. And, of course, you know, uh, my father just recently uh, 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 passed also and stuff, and uh, I've had a string of uh, 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 deaths uh, last year uh, and thing, and it kept coming one after another, after the other, after the other, and after the others. And it was like, okay, is there ever going to be an end to it and stuff? But it's because I know who God is. I know who Jesus is that I'm able to be able to stand because I have to understand I have to flex my faith muscles in Jesus. And so, you know, uh, I, I, I thank God for it. You know, I can't take any credit for it. No, it's, I had to believe God is who he say he is in these situations that I've had to go through and stuff. Well, I, I really appreciate you. And once again, you know, not just even listening, but, you know, even just sharing this moment right here where we're, we're celebrating our sisters, but thanking God for how he's, how he has sustained the brothers, <laughs> yes. you know, yes. Yeah, you know, that's you know, um, you know, like I said, you know, just being able to, just being able to find comfort in knowing that I can be minister to someone who understands, you know, right. and of course God understands, and you know, I tell you, we we can go to God, we talk to God, but also God have us as believers to be there for one another. You know, God made us for yeah. relationship and stuff, and God did right. not make us an island. You know, Mm-mm. you know. So I just thank God for being able to have the peace of knowing how much God loves us to, you know, speak through his, speak through his mm-hmm. word to us, speak to his audible yes. voice, speak to that, but also use people to even minister to us. So, so I, I, appreciate, <coughs> I appreciate you, and very soon we're going to be off the uh, sick and shut-in list. <laughs> All right. <yeah. laughs> All right, all right. Be safe now. All right, all right. Do those right. things, okay? All right. Yes, I, I thank God for uh, uh, thank God for the conversation. You know, and that and that's what it's all about. You know, being able to understand in the midst of what we deal with, God loves us. God loves us in the midst of everything that we're dealing with, and want to help us 
to understand who he is and also who we are in the midst of the storm, through the storm, even after the storm, you know. And so with that being said, for those who may not be saved, you know, we've talked about God and everything. <coughs> we talked about God. And just in case you may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ thy Savior and believe in the heart that God will raise him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Being saved, it ain't hard. It ain't hard. You know, the main thing I'll tell people, you know, my only regret, I wish I, I wish I would have listened and understood when I was younger. You know, grew up in church and everything, you know, really wasn't out there like some people. But my thing is, even if I was a hair out, I still would have been missing the full benefits of what God has for me. And so with that, I just thank God for the opportunity that he did not give up on us. He, <coughs> he did not give up on me. And so he did not give up on any. He didn't give up on us, so let's not give up on ourselves. So with that being said, we're going to go to God, and we're going to talk to him about us. Whatever situation you may be dealing with, we're going to leave that at the altar. The Bible tells us cast all of our cares upon him, but he cares for us. Now, some people may not care about your situation, but God does. Now, my question is, God cares about your situation, regardless if other people don't care about your situation. But do you care about your situation to give it to one that cares so he can lift it for you? You got to you gotta stop carrying that load, carrying that weight. Why carry something that God said, hey, here I am. I want to carry it for you. Look here. God came for us to have the abundant life, the quality of life. Why are we refusing ourselves? from that quality of life. Let us pray. Daniel, Father, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God, we acknowledge your presence on today. We come to you right now, God, thank you, Lord, for being an awesome God, being a merciful God, being a God of many chances, God. God, we thank you, Lord, for not giving up on us, God. We thank you, Lord, for everything that you've done, but most importantly, everything that you are. We come to you right now, God. There are so many people that are going through right now, God. They have lost their identity they have lost who they were, God, and who they are, God, regardless if it's a situation that they've gone through or even disappointments from others or even have listened to the negative comments, the statements that may have been uh, uh, from people right now, God. So, God, we speak of right now, God, that you remove all the clutter, the, cutter, the, uh, the, the mess, the foolishness, the garbage, the clutter, anything that may be in their spirit, man, in their ears that's unlike you, God. We speak right now that you remove it out right now in the name of Jesus. And, God, we not only we speak, God, that you remove it, God, we speak, God, that you clean the foundation right now, God. Clean the area, the area, God. Clean the environment of where that stuff was housed, God. And, God, we speak, God, after you cleanse it and detox it, God, sterilize it, God, now, God, you reveal who you are and who they are in you, God. 
And we speak it right now, God, that you deposit it into that spirit right now, God. Give them that desire, God, to receive what you say in spite of what other people have said or done right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak it right now, God, that you help your people understand, God. They're not defined by what happened to them or what somebody said about them, God. But they're defined by what you said, God. And what you said is established right now, God. So, God, we speaking, God, that you help us, God, to understand our identity in you, God. Understand our worth right now, God. Understand right now, God, our purpose and the agenda and the plan that you have for us, God, in our lives right now. In the name of Jesus, stand about everything you stand for. We bind every problem, bind every affliction right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind every accusation right now. We bind every falsehood right now. In the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we speak it right now, God. <clears throat> Anything that's unlike you, God, help us, God, to dismiss it out of our lives right now, God. Help us, God, to part ways with the things that are unlike you right now, God. In the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak it right now, God, that you help us, God, to be able to accept what you say right now, God. Help us to accept what you say and reject what others have said or done right now. In the name of Jesus. <clears throat> Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the, your words that went forth on today, God. Help us, God, to apply to our lives right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak it right now, God. For those who are grieving, God, those who are hurting right now, God, God, we speak, God, that you (coughs) comfort them. Be with them right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Comfort them right now, God. Help Help your people to understand, God, that you're there for us, God, to carry us right now, God, in the name of Jesus, even when we feel weak right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for being our strength right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for upgirding us right now, God, holding us up right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Uh, we speak right now, God, that you continue to comfort those who are grieving right now, God. You know, each and every person, every family by name right now, God. God, we speak, God, that, you, that, that we lift up the body of Christ right now, God. Help us, God, to be a better representation of God. Help us, God, to speak your truths right now, God. God, we even speak, God, that you both every manipulative spirit, every uh, cunning word, every hidden agenda right now, God. God, we speak it right now, God, that your truth prevails right now, God. God, we speak, God, the unadulterated truth is revealed, God, in the name of Jesus. Help us right now, God, to receive it. And Lord, we speak right now, God, those that may be speaking, God, things that are unlike you, God, things with hidden agenda, hidden motives right now, God. We speak it right now, God, that you expose it right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak it right now, God, that you Soften the hearts of those who may be uh, uh, misguided deliberately or indeliberately of your people right now, God. Give them that desire, God, to repent, to change right now, God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we speak right now, God, that you help us have a beautiful week right now, God. A week, God, that will be productive, God. A week, God, that will be blessed right now, God. But a week, God, that will be purposeful right now, God, in the name of Jesus. And we thank you right now, God, for everything you've done. We thank you, Lord, for everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. I thank each and every one of y'all who tuned in. If you have any uh, questions, feel free to contact me on Brother Prater. Uh, You can catch me on Facebook, Brother Prater. Um, You can see my daily devotion or my videos on my Facebook page, or you can go to my website at brotherprater.com. Brotherprater.com, you will see my daily devotions and my videos, also my upcoming events. Also, for those who may be interested, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood. Men was written to inform 
men that needs no responsibility towards their family, their children, even their children's mother. We're going to tell with them or not. Also, the other book, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life. This is a tribute to my sister, Sheila Prater. Um, Ashley, like I mentioned earlier, is coming probably four years. Wow. Four years. But um, this story pertains to our relationship and just journey of life. A couple of pictures, a little fun stories. Crazy stories, but uh, thank God for it. And once again, I just thank God for the privilege of even coming on being here. Sorry earlier for uh, a lot of stuff going on, but in the midst of, hey, we made it in. God get all the glory and honor. And it might have been a reason why I ain't gonna say might, but always, always a firm believer. The devil always try to interrupt the message by getting rid of the messenger or to disrupt. Still raining and still. Having this as an opportunity for us to preach God's word and let people know who God is and what he can do. So with that being said, I thank you, Sheriff Boy, y'all for tuning in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you and good night.